to go. So, hey everyone, my name is Cristiano Can, and on this discussion for this moment, I have a very special creature who I will introduce in a second. Her name is Athena. Athena, feel free to say hi so we make sure your audio is working. Hello. Hi. Cool. So, um, to start this off properly, you have no idea what I'm going to discuss or open up for you. And I think that keeps it as pure as what I'm going to share. Um, it's so in the moment and so present that we both have to be here. Why it's you is because even before I started this process, instinctually back in mid-June, <clears throat> on to actually starting it um, explicitly uh, at the towards the end of September, I was wondering, thinking, trying to connect or figure out who I would want to share this with fully unhindered um, and whose opinion, feedback, and just overall vibration I would want to just connect with on this one thing. And truth be told, you are the only one. There are people that have been around me that I've met for years, but honestly, our connection has always superseded time and space. And it's only recently that it's been more evident and we get to talk about it because we can speak a language where we don't have to fill in the blank. And it's like, hey, so space and time don't exist for us. This is kind of about space and time. It falls in line to just some of the progressions you've made in your practice, your lifestyle, your awareness. And yeah, I just wanted to make the first share of this topic and subject with you because I want to hear what you ask and how you resonate with what's coming. So before I start, I want you to talk about just a bit on however you want to relay our relationship. Um, but more importantly for me is what you do, what your practice is, so that as I start to share, it's kind of like, oh, so it's all yours. Um, yeah. Um. I met you after I had been traveling and I was probably in a very, probably in one of the most lost states I've been in. I'd been like traveling through Latin America and I just was by myself in Panama without direction, without guidance. And yeah, it was just a very interesting time because it was like the first time I'd just thrown myself into like that concept of, allow allow whatever is gonna knock, come knock, to knock. come yeah and I think we had like a brief conversation in in the hostel that we met at and then we, we just crossed paths like a couple times more and it was like very evident that we needed to connect and we exchanged emails or something and then we're like started conversing like through messenger and and it was just like this intense connection like even though we were just messaging it was like um there was such heightened emotions and it was mm -hmm. like whoa like it was like you were just there chatting with me and it was just there's nothing in between the first time I'd yeah I was like this is so strange um yeah 
anyway we we've hung out quite a bit since then we had like a lot of time together like around 2012 when what everyone a, was saying that <laughs> what a year what a year yeah the world was gonna end and I was living in Guatemala like most <laughs> of the time at, at that stage mm-hmm. and you're in Costa Rica and we're kind of like crossing paths and sharing time and yeah we've just had like a friendship and and there was some weird things that happened along the way as well <laughs> anyway that's the um, magic of chance yeah yeah and interesting encounters and anyway at that stage I'd just quit my job in advertising I'd started a business producing and designing handbags and I was like very involved in that and it was really um, a wonderful outlet for me to explore my creativity and and it was something I'd wanted to do for a long time but I was struggling in a way with it because yeah I was producing things in a planet that's full of things and Mm. yeah there was a lot of like mismatch and vibrationally that was a struggle now um I've been through a lot I lived in Denmark since I'm from Australia I live in Sydney now where I was born and um, I've just been through a lot. Anyway, I'm not going to go through the whole story, but I'm now um, a hypnotherapist, which is totally different again. Yes. And <clears throat> I think I've always been interested in what's more than the five senses that we've been given or that we've been told we have. And I'm, I've always known that there's something more and I've always sensed there's something more, like things have happened and, I've seen and experienced things in my life that I'm like, there's no question that there's more than what we see, feel, smell, taste, and touch and hear. All right. So I'm going to jump in because yeah, we can go on, but I want to keep this real concise and focused. So even you saying what you just said. So in right around June 15th, June 15th of 2020, something in me started to really focus on the skies, the moon. I was interacting with a small group of people and it was really all based on the lunar sequence and cycles energetically. My draw to it was a bit different. And even with this individuals um, that I was around, I couldn't fully explain it. However, something told me to change my diet immediately. And so after this really outer body experience that this one other individual, he got the experience. He walked into the room when it was happening twice. The first time he sat down, he came in a room and he was awoken out of his sleep as though I had called him and I didn't. The energy of my intention and what I was going through called him from another room. So he comes in and he comes in and he's like, whoa. And I'm like, just going through this thing. And so he sits down on the floor and just starts to take in and breathe because he was affected by the energy in this room. And he was like, when we spoke about it later, he was like, man, I couldn't do anything but sit there and be there with you because there was so much energy in that room. In addition, on this one day, um, there was a crystal that cracked. There was so much energy going on that we had a crystal that cracked and that is forever um, associated with whatever had to come out and be released in that moment. It was like, it cracked a crystal. The second time was I was actually resistant because there were people around when this next wave of a very similar thing was coming. And I actually did not sit in and allow it to be. 
So what happened two days later is that when it came, it came and it came heavy. It came and my stomach and then my whole body was aching because I didn't surrender to it for this next round. I was resistant to it. And I guess it just had to happen. So it was just so dark and so heavy. And so this time when he came, he even said he didn't want to be in the room this time because he says this was something that was dark that you had to deal with. And dark meaning heavy, not dark meaning negative. It was a total different vibration from what was. And what I told him later after I finished the process or what needed to be finished with me, he said, um, yeah, that was totally different from the last one. The last one was inclusive. The last one was pretty much everything around you was focused with you. This one was just you and it was absorbing. And I told him that it was just, I didn't allow it to be because there was company and people around. So that was this precursor to what caused me to change my diet, go straight to um, vegan, then go straight to fluids, um, then go straight to water, then I went to nothingness. And when I say nothingness, this is where we talk about synthesis. Athena. You ready? Mm-hmm. Have you ever, have you ever heard of dark dark therapy? Yeah, I have. Do you okay. remember Keenan? I do. He was doing that. What is it? Describe it to me. What did he do? Um, he was like locked basically <laughs> and it sounds so crazy um he was like going into a darkness chamber there was a darkness chamber back in guatemala uh-huh. that a woman was running and um is yeah, that what I he was talking was... about i don't even remember until you say that now and it clicks like, <laughs> oh my gosh and just thinking of the moment that i had with him that i told you about that was supernatural that even led to our connection and hooking up in costa rica that makes so much sense question did i meet him before or after his session he had done it already right okay so i don't know let me tell you what happened i went into 108 hours of no food no water no light and it was not planned it just happened something said just go literally it was a just go and so um what i want to talk with you about is we have many more times to talk but i kind of again want to keep it our what i experienced and we'll build from there based on you've had familiarity with this through keenan and maybe others so i want to share this because i don't know many people that have done it and now that i think about it keenan is one of if i had to pick five he's the only one i can think of that has and could do this so now i can think of one so um the first wave because you don't have any sense of time uh when you go into the darkness you you can't see anything it's this is all gone and so your your cones and everything operates differently but the first wave is the 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 funniest because you go in and you're like all right you're trying to make associations you're feeling on the wall and making sure you don't trip over stuff and it's just you you get into this comfort zone and then the way the brain works as you try to find things to associate with time and you don't have much it's like wait a minute so how long has it been like 15 minutes nothing this is going to be easy i have my binaural beats at 428 and 5 432 and 528 and if i choose i can put those on um 
hopefully they don't stop playing because how will I find the button? So that goes on and you just fade through that. I don't know how long it lasted, but that's not, that's, that's just first wave. Second wave. The second wave is the What's reason. What's a wave? Well, I would say phases or steps of what I feel as it started to advance. A wave is, is a defined feeling or experience separate from the, the next or the latter. So the first wave was just entering and associating with the darkness and trying mm -hmm. to come to grips that the process has started. After that was settled and I was in that, the second wave came. And the second wave is the reason I confidently repeat that there aren't five people that I can name and hug that can make it through this with no food, no water, and no light because it comes to discipline. And the thing is nothing is stopping me from opening this door to get some light, to get some food, um, to just go check a message, to be a part of a conversation. Nothing is stopping me, but the second wave is when all of the doubt kicks in. This is the wave when it's like, oh man, I mean, I can do this next week or, like, I mean, like, like just anything, anything that you need to confront with yourself will pop up. It is epic. And there are things that popped up as considerations that I had never thought I had within myself. And that's when I knew I was about to go through something a bit different. Cause I'm like, whoa, I'm really thinking about this in consideration, huh? Meditation. Um, and if you've ever fasted, will help you get through this because again, you, I just want a bite to eat. I just, I just get a quick drink and it won't interfere with the process. Just there's so many micro considerations that come up, but this is the most difficult phase. This is when your hunger does kick in. Um, and again, that doubt, this is when your thirst kicks in. This is when your body's is trying to, is it's working through a process of readjustment. It's starting to mm -hmm. look at itself and realize that nothing's coming right now. So after I found my point of meditation, I started to breathe consciously and I sat in the fact that I was in this now. I was now here, I knew I was gonna do this. And so the third wave started. The third wave, when that came in, from the rest of the process, I no longer had any hunger. I no longer had any thirst. And I was almost in a, point of stasis because of the way I would breathe and the fact that I didn't move. If I had to guess without associating any finite point of time, I think I physically did not move my body from the state of meditation and in almost the state of stasis for about 45 to 60 hours straight, um, just breathing still and there in the moment. And so in this third wave, at a certain point, I'm talking to myself. I don't recall if I was talking out loud or in my head, but I was having conversations of awareness, like um, considerations on who I am, what I am, what do I want to do? What do I want to accomplish? Uh, what is, what isn't? what is of value to me? What is value? And it just, it was these cool introspective conversations with self that even supersede what I'm saying. I'm just trying to give it some relative measure, but it was, it was such a warm moment, but it was also uh, 
the darkest moment. The third wave is when the darkness has set in. And at the same time is when the light starts to come. So towards the end of this phase is when I started to see cones of like orbs of like, if I had to describe colors, they were like orange and red, light, faint, uh, symmetrical, and they would just move slowly in the space that existed. And by space, I mean space, because it was nothing but this space. And so I remember being like, whoa, and I would put my arms up and hands, realizing that I couldn't see or touch it, but it was there and it was so present. I was like, this is amazing. And so I started to get mm -hmm. excited. Um, but I'm still sitting there breathing. Um, and then the next wave kicked in. <sighs> this is when I have to say thank you. Um, there's this lady I met that uh, played a part in the process because she introduced me to Bufo. And just to give some pretext, I've done mushrooms, I've done Bufo, I've done... What's Bufo? Uh, Bufo is a form of DMT that is excreted from frogs. Ah, um, uh, yeah. And that is actually part of what you make in your body um, yeah. in addition to DMT. So shortly after meeting her and having some discussions, we tried different things and energetically, whether it was both of us um, or just the moment, the mushrooms we did and um, yeah, the mushrooms that we did never took effect. And when I did the bufo, um, I remember seeing this space that was full of, again, for lack of a better term, this white light of space that was infinite and beyond. It was so present. And I was screaming, we made it. Just because there was this exhilaration of making it past a great barrier that was coming that everyone would not make it through. It was a, a, a the sifting process. And I'm screaming out loud from the top and bottom of my soul, we made it. Just sheer joy, just unending, <laughs> limitless joy. And this is what I've ex I experienced in the fourth wave. So I'm thankful for her for that introduction because it gave me... Uh, a, a barrier, a, a a measure, something to just equate or relate this to, to, to someone else that may get it. And I haven't even gotten to share this with her because again, I waited for you to share this story. So um, you know who you are, thank you for that moment. And it was just, that was like brilliance. Like even now, as I talk about it, I'm both in the Bufo moment and I'm in my internal Bufo release and my internal mm -hmm. Bufo release is so extremely different from what the, external input version of it did like oh my goodness can't explain any yeah. words so let's you go got to the... high on your own supply that's awesome <laughs> but yeah that's what keenan was trying to do he was trying to get that pineal gland release fifth wave and then i'll be done fifth wave is when the lights went off though it it was instant too it went from floating in a 3D realm of just pure joy to all of a sudden, I saw everything. And when I say everything, I could see the door, I could see my hands, 
I could see structures and forms that all I need to do was choose where I wanted to stop my vision. It was the most epic viewing of existence that I have ever experienced. The flavor and taste, the reward of just making it this far. There is nothing I've ever experienced, nothing I've ever read, nothing I've ever heard, taken, consumed, envisioned, or processed that has ever felt like what this moment was when everything came into vision. Every frequency, particle, and consideration was at the control of what frequency I chose to tune into. I could see through the doors. I could see the the people that I told to come and get me out after 108 hours were 100 meters away. I could see them through the door, down the steps, through the bushes. I could see where they were. I knew before he came, before he even touched the ground that he was on the way. And I chose to come out of this. I chose to come out of this because I didn't want to be taken out of it. So before he even got to the door, I was out breathing and smiling. And I told him when I came out, I said, if I didn't tell you guys to come and get me after this set time period, I could have stayed in there for another 10 days. And after that moment, I have since become addicted to the darkness. And I look at the, 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 the search for darkness or search through darkness or the search for the light within you differently. Even my first song talks about you have it, it's already in you. And it was nothing in connection to what I just experienced. And it is so beyond. And this is part of when you say, Cristiano, I hear so much more love in you. It's partially because of what the Bufo phase did. In that phase, Athena, is when I saw myself from the third phase to the fourth uh, fourth wave, I saw myself stand up and look at me and say, now you must continue alone. Literally, it was me vibrating as saying, now you've made it continue. And so when I entered and then I left the white and came, that's when it was like, wow. And this is when I started to have this connection to an allotment of things that I started to share. I'm not one to talk on video like this. You know how private I am with my everything. And so it became- I was just gonna say your everything. <laughs> and so it so got to funny. the part where I must share this. It's not about me. It's not about anything. And so this darkness therapy, this trip to your DMT, this trip to activate yourself is something that I would recommend every creature on the planet try to do, get the discipline to do. It will reward you beyond anything you can fathom if you make it. I don't know what the precursors are. I don't know if my life made it possible to happen. I don't know if my diet made it possible to happen. All I know is that everything I did before was pineal cleansing. It was the addition of Ormus. It was a diet change. And it was just a conscious push that kicked in and was put on me to now. It literally said now. And so there was, of all the people that were around me at that time, and I, it really twiddled down to my, maybe two because I was spiraling and pushing everything and everyone away. I was becoming even more self-absorbed, but now I know I was absorbing so far in 
that nothing, the mm. fewest things around me, they just had to just not exist. And so people thought I disappeared. My homie, um, literally, I was cutting my hair at like five o'clock in the morning and my whole body just went go. And I left and disappeared and went into a room of darkness for 108 hours unplanned, just, just, just gone. So in him calling, I guess he ran into like the hair, the bike, I left my bag. I dropped everything everything and just went so the darkness yeah i encourage that everyone deep 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 consideration to go and disconnect from everything wires phones family friends children pets everything focus on you for the first time since you've been in the womb you've not had that much consideration and focus on yourself it is I am addicted to the darkness. And so now I can say openly that as I start to disappear, um, it's a good chance that I went into the nothingness when you can't contact me because that is the everything. That is, mm. it's everything, Athena. It's senses beyond senses. Like that cliche of see with your other eye. Oh my goodness. It was so clear. It was so clear and so much control. Hmm. That's wonderful. I'm glad you had that experience. I'm glad that you got to listen because I was waiting to share it with you. Um, so yeah, is, yeah, go ahead. No, I do. I do get that. I do. I haven't done the darkness retreat, but I have done Vipassana and some other silence meditation retreats where like, yeah, you're just within, um, but I definitely have heard that that added layer of darkness enables you to kind of, and also like the fasting, it's it, of it. It, you can very well like trigger that pineal awakening, which is really cool, which releases the DMT. I know, hmm. yeah, that person that we mentioned earlier, like he didn't quite get there and it was really interesting because he'd just come out of a 40-day silence um mm. and he was kind of disappointed but I was also like yeah I think it's um a bit more to done it. a huge yeah and I think it was only a 48 hour one or maybe 72 so even then, and I've definitely yeah like vision questing I don't know that's become quite popular in Australia but vision yeah, questing what is that so there's some people here in Australia and it's actually in a, a US thing that was created by an indigenous um, American indigenous person and okay. like an elder. Um, and he went into the forest and like just with water, I think that's all. And you just go and sit in the forest for like three or four days, no food, nothing. And, um, yeah, it's, it's become a thing like to kind of do these vision quests and, and you do get downloads. Like it's, it's a thing where you, you get your downloads. He got a lot of channeling about the future of humanity. Um, like I'll look it up and I'll find the, the vision resources for it. Okay. Yeah. And it sounds but like it, it's yeah. just a connection and space for nature and other yeah. energies to 
fill your space other than the frequencies that inundate you every day around yeah. you knowingly and unknowingly yeah. so i can see how but that... there is something really special about the darkness have you heard of um the kuna people in the in colombia i was sent that video by sean morgan sean morgan and i had a conversation um <laughs> like through three days after i came out and i briefly explained this not into the extent that i just gave it to you and he sent me the documentary and i watched the whole thing of on how wade they, davis how they take their children into the um, darkness for anywhere from birth up until nine years of age and yeah. again after coming and doing what i did I don't even know how I would have responded to that before because I'm not that guy anymore. But I see the value in that above and beyond what any other society or outside force may be opposed to. The value of the darkness and what happens when you unlock and connect to something that is yours, that is only yours, that is made by you, for you, and brings you into the key of a frequency that is all, I have so much intrigue about what that does to a child who is not inundated with impure experiences of the world. Mm. I am so curious to just sit and have a nonverbal exchange with these creatures that have been through these processes. Yes. So mm. yes, I have seen the documentary. I think it's amazing. I think darkness has been looked at so wrong or been considered taboo because we're taught to seek the light and like like leave the dark alone or fight the dark or defeat the dark and it's like whoa but we live in a world of polarity yeah it's, so yes we do like, <laughs> the dark and then the light and they're the same but to get to the light you need to go through the dark i have this friend it's so in, like one word i just want to say is that like enlighten like within is the light you know so literal it's so it's yeah. so much yeah um and and when i did my vipassana like i definitely felt the most connected the most like spiritually aware the most sensitive like sensitive to like touch feel like all these other like energies you know how would you and describe came, what Vipassana is, though? What is that process? Vipassana is Vipassana, like, I said it um, the other way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, um, they say it's one of the oldest forms of Buddhism. It's a Tibetan, I think, strain. And it's basically a process where you go into silence for 10 days. And you do it with a number of people, but there's no eye contact. There's no, they take away your phone they take away any writing implements any music any anything that causes you to externalize like they even limit your amount of exercise um you can kind of like stretch your legs a little bit you just it's all about going inside and that's for 10 days um so yeah like not even eye contact but it's not darkness, but you are in meditation for a good solid, like probably eight hours a day. So with your eyes closed, I guess you have that darkness. Um, yeah, that's also a really beautiful process. And I are think you that a... there's probably a nice like layer of cleansing and purification that happens when you do fasting as well. So I was about you're not fasting is... during that. 
Is it suggested that you do not move? Are you sitting in a in a still position, stationary? Yeah. Okay. Now here's the thing: that after not having food or water for 108 hours, I would not have needed it for another. Who knows? It wasn't until I started to move beyond just a creeping crawl that my body even recognized the needed influx of something. There, it wasn't sunny enough for me to say, what if I only need the sun to charge at this point? Uh, because that is what I've gotten my body down to, is that I eat and consume external food a lot less. I can sit in front of the sun anywhere from 15 minutes to six hours a day and just have water and breathe and just go through thoughts and considerations. And it, it works. Like Everything is becoming different through a process that is activating itself through discipline. It is really mm. taking on its own thing. But if I didn't move uh, so quickly um, within the first 30 minutes out of the process, the people that I was there that guided me out and were there to make sure I was not um, interfered with, uh, I would not have needed food. I would not have mm. needed food or water. It was the body, the machine needed to be nourished but everything else was optimized at it was just mm. yes so that's interesting <laughs> so this is the conclusion that i came to at this point i since i came out i live in a place where people are very interested in themselves um being better improving their health wealth and just overall wellness. Um, my homie is a physician who the last thing he'll ever prescribe or suggest is that you have something that it has been synthesized. It's about natural. It's about preventative. It's about awareness of what food is and frequency and the value of meditation. And so having gone within, knowing the things that are experienced without I don't foresee myself ever partaking in anything external. Not ayahuasca, not DMT, not bufo, not shrooms, with anywhere near the respect or regard knowing what I have. It's like, it's kind of like why I learned how to do so many things before I would ask someone. Um, it's why some people, my uncle would say, you're the you're the uh, ace of many things, almost everything, Cristiano, but you're the master of none. Because I would take things on and get real good and proficient and just move on to something else. And he says, you have to master something that it'll come, but you are the ace of many things. And so I mastered myself. That was really all I ever cared about. And everyone who knew me knew that. It was just your personal trip to me may take that a different way, selfish self-centered, loves himself, narcissist, many things. You can have it. I would never fight that. It's, But yeah, I know that the only true trip in this life is yours. You can't control or influence anyone's trip but your own. Your spiritual journey is the purest trip you could ever take, try to enhance and truly engage in. That is the ultimate thing. And so I have enjoyed it. I feel that now I have reached this point where it's time to say, hey guys, all that stuff that I wasn't talking about or you thought I was trying to hide or just talking in code, here's the code. And I will decode it with you now. I will sit and go through that extra question or needed um, explanation of a word so you don't think 
he's not trying to answer my question. No, I really want you to understand this because I feel that the way I talk about capitalism now is the way I'm going to talk about the darkness. So it's self-control. Once you learn how to control yourself, you can see the control that is affecting you from the outside. It is amazing to have full control of that matrix. <laughs> yeah. I hear. I um have a friend who's in Denmark, and she's like, she's. I think she's like a double doctor degree, la la la, but she works on um new like neuroscience, and I just I don't know why. It, like it's just keeps coming in my head, coming in my head, and I'm like, but she works on like um. they're like trying to get drugs to go through like for um, drugs that are assisting different neural issues. Mm -hmm. And um, she's worked out how to like, um, there's a weight and I want to get this right and I might be getting it very wrong, but anyway, at the essence of it all is that they're basically um, using light and, and they've figured out how to turn and enlighten different cells within the body. And it's just like we have this capacity within us to enlighten ourselves. Like she does it scientifically in order to get these drugs through the blood-brain barrier. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm just like it's just it's mainstream, you know. It's just not mainstream yet. It's, it's like it's coming through. And I think just the beautiful thing, like I've been saying it for many years, like after I had my first Vipassana and after I've had some really like spiritual experiences just meditating, like, and, and it's, this is the second time this week I've spoken about it, like in the last few days, like um, this girl that I know she was speaking about how she's just given up pot and she's like, having some amazing meditations and feeling much more high and much more aware and much more mm -hmm. connected than she ever did using marijuana. And I'm like, yeah, you got high on your own supply. Like that's, it's just, <laughs> that's it. It's, I know I keep saying it, but it's, we live on heaven on earth. This is heaven on earth. It's just what you make of it, you know? It's your reality to choose, form, mode, and really manipulate fully, wholeheartedly, yeah. wholeheartedly. Yeah. Um, but such oh. a beautiful experience. I'm so happy to hear you had that. My goodness. I can't wait to get back. <laughs> I cannot wait to get back. <laughs> I think you're just going to have to move to like Mount Kailash and go into a little cave up there or something. And, you know, um the satiation when the senses were reactivated made them seem um for lack of a better term remedial because we have way more than the senses we talk about it's just mm. this realm this density this third dimensional density has these certain constructs that make it its thing it's no different than when you play different video games in what were called arcades most games had different button sets because they had different configurations for what needed to get done. And so in this third density, we have these different configurations for which we all play and look at the same screen. It's like, hey, I see you. And then 
if you take mushrooms, you level up, you go to a whole different game and you're like, whoa, the controls are different. The screen is different. You see different people, different colors, but like, okay, now you're operating different. You do the DMT. It's like, whoa, what the, it's a whole different set of controls and like limitations. And so to have access to your own key that I feel I can relate to all of the other external experiences based on having access to this one. My DMT gives me access to, I can, I can go back and dial back to Bufo. I can dial back to Ayahuasca. I can dial back to Mushrooms. I can dial back to LSD. I can dial back to, it's like, it's like all of that is encompassed in yourself. It's, mm. I am the key. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So cool. Awesome. This is, pretty much the extent it wasn't too scary i know you were like oh my god christiana what are you gonna tell me or what are we gonna talk about i didn't because, know what we were gonna talk about no. and i'm a prankster i am i am the joker i am the the, yeah, full. the original pan <laughs> Ooh, if only people know how playful that guy is so yeah pandemic but no um i appreciate you <laughs> just holding space for this conversation. And I hope we have more exchanges considering we're still growing and going through this together and you and I on different levels and frequencies and vibrations. So yeah, thank you for your time and consideration of my share. Pleasure. Thank you for sharing. Cool.